0: Okay, so I'm gonna combine doing chapter five and six together because they're all about equal protection, just different topics. And also I don't wanna do a podcast, please. Okay, so moving on, we are now gonna start talking about chapters five and six. So chapters five and six are each labeled equal protection. And so, Let's talk about the first part. We're going to call it the first part. And it's... The title is Racial Segregation and the Enduring Battle Over Brown versus Board of Education. And the second part is Funding Disparities... Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I cannot say that. Funding Disparities, Sex Separations, and Unauthorized Immigration. And both of these are like very important topics regarding this book regarding today's society regarding everyone regarding everything but on a more serious note yes it is a very important topic so basically this whole chapter is about how the supreme court's decision in the um court case of brown versus board of education declared racially segregated schools violated the 14th amendment. Like their decision declared it, okay? Don't get that mixed up. And how it stands alone as the most revered judicial opinion of the 20th century. The author is, what the author is trying to do, like um, trying to get through to us readers with this chapter is that basically um you know um this is like a battle over brown versus board of education so like basically the whole chapter was talking about this um court case brown versus board of education and how people really he just really um i don't know if i'm not making any sense but he just really defined like he was asking questions such as what does it mean to be brown and just really emphasizing that this whole thing is so he provides a lot of insight a lot of examples a lot of um you know court cases Mm -hmm. just trying to prove his point that you know basically all of this is not new he is saying this is not new Um, we've been racially segregated and it needs to stop. And he was just trying to, you know, get people to realize that with all these, um, by putting up all these cases and how people were just really, um, how people were just really going against that. And they were just, they weren't really, whenever there was a new case brought up, basically, um, they weren't really trying to understand and hear the people's voices out there they just thought well this is what they believe i'm gonna say the opposite because i don't i don't see what they see which really says a lot about people and how exactly not understanding they were and stubborn they were because most of the time most of the book is just about You know, human beings not wanting to understand, not wanting to understand the other side. Throughout this whole book, there's just been two sides. One side that doesn't want to listen and one side that does. And the ones that don't want to listen are just very, very, very irritating because they don't want to try and understand that, you know, we're all people, we're all human beings. There's no need to be racially segregated. And I think I learned a lot more, like rather than learning that, you know, rather than learning why we're racially segregated, I learned about from this chapter or this book, I learned that, you know, the reason why we're not, rather than learning why we are, I learned why we're not, which is a really important thing that I wanted to point out and because it just goes to show how human beings just don't want to even try and understand the other don't want to even if once someone got that idea in their head it ain't moving like it they 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 are not changing their minds which really says a lot about um human society and how much we've evolved over the years because you know we're not not racially segregated anymore but it's kind of still there that there are still racist people out there in the world and they are still affecting others. There, you know, there's some, you know, old people, you know, grannies and grandpas today that, you know, maybe during their time, things were different. Maybe during their time, there were more racist people. And some of them believe that that is correct. Some of them don't want change, which I just, no matter the race, no matter the race, there are always gonna be racist people, which I think just really goes to show how much we've grown and yet not as well, because we have grown as a society. There is no more like um, racial segregation very openly anymore, but now it's being, instead of back then it was like a thing, but now it's more of an opinion. So if you want to be racist, that's up to you. That's your opinion. That's how things are today. Like you, I don't know if I'm trying, if I'm making any sense right now, but that's how my view of, you know, basically racial segregation changed due to this chapter. What I, that's just sort of what I learned from this chapter and how my perspective and view changed because of it so moving on to the second part of the equal protection we're talking um... we're talking hold on, let me, let me find oh, the page okay. um... so this is a really very important topic and um... like the title suggests we're moving um... we're talking um, Funding disparities. So, like, fun. Like, this is where money starts playing a huge role in um, how schools are doing, like their actions, and um, um, like how um, two genders are like basically separated, and uh, unauthorized immigrations, and how. They had to deal with that, the public's view of that. And basically, I'll go into more details about that and provide examples. So basically, um, he talks about how, uh, you know, schools are just like manipulating money and, you know, making things more expensive just to control, like, who goes there. And so now they're being economically segregated, which is like, a whole new, um, a whole new, he provided a whole new insight onto the topic, and I think that's a really important thing to point out, because, you know, this whole book is just about how corrupted the school system is, and about how we just sugarcoat it and act like it's doing okay when it's not, and I just want people I know everyone that's read this book is just like, oh my God, great job to the author. They're just like, you know, he really put it out there that schools are doing this. He really put it out there. He really exposed all the schools right now. He really just exposed the courts, the law, everything that was not even being done to prevent any of these things from happening because I believe they wouldn't even be happening if it wasn't for people actually trying to do good and for people actually trying to change. I have to keep this short or else it's gonna be way too much to look over later and edit. But yeah, so in conclusion this whole chapter was just really opening people's mind to what's going on around them and um It's just really getting into the equal protection clause because nobody, nobody was getting their equal protection clause. Nobody was being treated right. Nobody was being treated fairly like they should be. And that's just, that's just most, most of this book is just about how, uh, about how it's just all about, you know, America and the court's wrongdoings the laws of wrongdoings, the system, the whole system is like corrupt and everything like that. I don't know if that makes sense.